0: Hey, everybody, welcome back to Police Pod Talk. Here we go once again. I've got another pastor on the line, a good friend of mine, and uh, hey, Pastor Doug Croucher from Concordia Lutheran Church and School right here in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Pastor Doug, you can say hey to the people out there.
1: Hey to the people out there. Hope you guys are having a good morning.
0: All right. I was a little worried. There was a little gap in there. I'm like, okay, did he hang up on me or what? <laughs> I wouldn't do that. I would not right. do that to you, Cleveland. Phew, that was close. I appreciate it. <laughs> but uh, no, Pastor Doug, uh, I, I he goes by Pastor Doug, but uh, I got him as a.k.a. my man. Pastor Doug, I, I say my man every time I see him because uh, we, we go way back. And uh, yep. I don't know if you remember the first time you and I met. Uh, my mother was in the hospital. Do you remember that yep. at all?
1: I I do remember I do remember uh, meeting you in the hospital but I remember you at your mom's uh, funeral a little bit more but go ahead I'm sorry but yeah I do remember
0: but yeah you're okay you're okay you came into the room and I think almost all my family was there and Mm -hmm. I had never met you before and I mean I was a member at at Concordia Church but then after getting married we went to another church but you came into the room and I mean, you were just on fire. It was like, it was like watching a comedian on stage. But I mean, it was just oh, you, you're just being you. And I'm like, wow, this guy yeah. is moving along and you're, you're talking to everybody and you're pointing things out. And, uh, it was just so much fun and energy you brought into there. It just livened up everything. But there, my mother lays in the, in the hospital bed and, uh. But, uh, yeah, I, she, I never yeah. forget that. I'll never forget that first encounter you and oh, I had. that's very
1: kind of you. I, <laughs> I got to tell you, your mom was one of the most gracious women. She always looked good. She had to look good, even when she was in the hospital bed. She yeah. was such a, a dynamic lady.
0: Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. So every time I see you now, I say, my man. But, uh, yeah, like he said, you said. <laughs> yeah, and I say it right back to you. Yeah, yeah you, you do. You're, you're my man. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, then and then you did my mom's funeral. Which yeah. I mean, we talked and everything, and yep. I'm telling you, folks, you were just like my mother. My mother had a sense of humor, and when you okay. did that funeral, it was a stand-up show. I'm telling you, there was more. There <laughs> weren't people crying because of my mom <laughs> passing away. There would be tears <laughs> in the eyes because you put on. You did um, it right. You. You are very you described my kind. mother to a t and it was so funny i mean we were just roaring laughing everybody yeah. in there and they came up afterwards yeah. and they said man if that was your mom you had a great time i said well i did have a great time she was crazy yeah. funny and you did <laughs> it just perfect and you were the guy I, that's very kind yeah you were the guy for my mom and uh, that was yeah. that was perfect but I mean, we could talk about that all day <laughs> but,
1: Yeah, we could because your mom your mom was a great woman and uh, you know you got a great you got a great family and i just i'll be blown honest i just love having you uh, Uh, at Concordia you just bring a lot of joy to my heart because you just you love the Lord you got a great family
0: oh I appreciate that thank you very much but back to Pastor Doug on the phone with us here today and uh, we're trying to I'm trying to talk to a lot of pastors uh, in the area Mm -hmm. and uh, I knew I had to get you on and what we're trying to do I want you first just to go about explaining how long you've been at Concordia Uh, talk a little bit about your church and school. I mean, this is a point where it's almost like you're doing an advertisement for your school, but let's talk about you. Tell us how long you've been doing what you've been doing. Go ahead.
1: Well, I've been at Concordia now for uh, 21 years, and uh, it's been a real blessing to be here. Started out as their, uh, if you will, youth director, DCE, youth pastor, depending on your denomination or affiliation, and did that for about four years. I, I had to go become a pastor. was gone for about two and a half, came back. Was an associate pastor for oh my goodness gracious, um, about eight years. I worked under a great pastor. His name's Carl Franke. Uh He retired, and then Concordia made the great mistake of uh, calling me as their senior pastor. But uh, <laughs> that's their problem, not mine. <clears throat> just, just kidding. Yeah. <clears throat> and so, and so we've got a great uh, Lutheran school, and uh, we've got a, a it's about 350 kids. Um, one of the things I, I love about it is the teachers just love the kids, but they and and they also love the lord and uh something else that's also really great about concordia is it's it's really got a mixed group of kids and what i mean by that is it's got kids of all ethnicities and uh, and and i really like that cuz uh my first call was in california and it was in, it was in oxnard california it sounds like a horrible place sounds like a cow town but it's right off the ocean and it's a beautiful place and uh we had about 20% 25% hispanics 25% asian kids uh, 25% African American kids and 25% white kids, and and they got along. It was it was really neat. So I liked coming to Concordia because I saw that that kind of a mix, if you will. I just think we've got a great principal. You know, every every school's got its challenges, but you know, every every <laughs> seems like nowadays Cleveland, every place has some challenges before them, don't they?
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Which is not a bad thing. I mean, it helps us grow. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah it helps us grow. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm going to back up a little bit. You said something about being a youth pastor, is that right?
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay,
0: and how long did you do that?
1: Uh, I just literally stopped being the uh, youth pastor after 35 years total. From the time I was a young buck, 22, to now the old man of 57. Yeah, I I, I love young people. They're just
0: awesome. Good. Now, I'm going to to take your mind back, and then I'm going to bring it Mm -hmm. up to today the things sure. that are going on today that we're seeing our young people dealing with we're seeing them being involved in the uh, the marches and the protesting and everything yeah did you ever yep. have anything back years ago where young people were so impacted by
1: that's a great question we had kids were impacted um but uh, but to be honest a lot of the time again i started in about 86 and the only time where there was a lot of uh, uh tension well it was i guess the biggest thing that people were Uh, The Rodney King riots, because we were out in California, and uh, people, there were kids in my youth group that were upset, and we uh, we sat, and we talked, and we prayed, and, you know, and we just kind of worked through some things, but frankly, it was much more uh, short-lived, that kind of a thing, and other than that, the the war in, like, I think it was 91 under Bush, uh, under Bush Sr., you know, but that was really short. People were afraid, and people were um, struggling with that, but I guess I don't remember all the challenges that we're having—we just seem to have it in every uh, every aspect of society right now. It, it, it truly is troubling, but it is—it should drive all of us to be men and women of prayer. Mm-hmm.
0: So today, I mean, you said you just quit being the youth pastor. I mean, you're dealing with yes, all of the stuff going on today. So you were still in the mix. So what what were you and the young people talking about?
1: Oh, um, the, well, part of the problem was we couldn't get together as much uh, because of COVID. But we, when we met as, with the youth, things we were talking about, one of the things I believe strongly, and in fact, uh, Cleveland, you know this, you know my heart was breaking. In fact, I called you, I said, um, listen, I said, Cleveland, I said, maybe you haven't noticed, but I'm white. <laughs> and he started... <laughs> And, uh, and I said, and maybe you haven't noticed yourself, Liam, but you know, you're, you're black <laughs> and you just laugh, but you, it took you a few seconds. I'm like, going, Oh my gosh, I just offended him. I'm like, going, I'm making everything worse. <laughs> no, no,
0: You were good. You were <laughs> and, good. uh, and,
1: and, and I just said to Cleveland, uh, I, I said on the phone to you and we had like an hour conversation on the phone. And I just said, I just want to know what I can do to make things better because I honestly, the same way I don't know what it's like to be a, a, a woman, I don't know what it's like to be black. And I said, so I don't know the the challenges or the fears that, you know, each person might have, but I said, it's really important for me to understand you and to understand what other people have gone, uh, have gone through, especially in the past, but also even, even currently. And, and, uh, and I told the kids and I even told my congregation on numerous sermons, I said, y- you need to listen. You need to open your ears and open your eyes, and let people tell you what they've gone through. Don't interrupt. Don't interject. Let them talk. And if you know me, it's hard for me not to talk, because I'm just a chatterbox. But, uh, right. uh, but, uh, but that's what I tell everybody. I really, In fact, I've gone and I've talked to um, uh, people of color in, in society, everybody from Hispanics. Um, in fact, it's caused me to be able to pray with people literally right there on the street after listening to them. Um, I think most people have really appreciated the fact that I would stop. I also don't introduce myself as hello, I'm Pastor Douglas Scrocher, yeah. you know, like I'm some big person. I'm just Doug. And so I just I just want people to listen and I told the youth kids, I said, You need to try to uh expand your horizon, expand your perspective. Um and when I say beyond your borders I don't mean beyond the United States, but um beyond yourself. And like, you know, I grew up middle class white you know, um, my dad was an engineer, my mom was a stay-at-home mom, you know, I mean, that, that that was my world, you know, I grew up in Northeast Ohio. And so that that was my world. So I come from that perspective. In fact, uh, um, I think we all come to the world uh, as, as things occur to us. Uh, we have lenses by which we see the world. And some people um, see it one way, and some people see it another. And our experiences can really shape um, what we think and feel. And what I've noted is, There are a lot of people of color that that really feel um, that they've been put upon by virtue of um, unkind, whether it's um, physical assaults or whether it's unkind comments or maybe uh, looks or being ignored. And I I just didn't know that. And so um, what I encourage people to do is to listen and to when you see something that's wrong, you need to speak up. You need to say it in that moment. But I also think that one of the challenges that people have is... That instead of speaking up, in fact, the Bible says, speak the truth in love. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of the people out there aren't speaking the truth in love. What they're doing is they're just uh, yelling and screaming. Well, I don't know about you, Cleveland, but I I don't want anybody to my position by yelling and screaming. And uh, anyway, I I love what Martin Luther... Go ahead. ahead, No, no,
0: you love what Martin Luther what? Go ahead.
1: Well, Martin Luther King, he had a great phrase, and I used it in... uh, I used it in church the other day. And, um, of course I'll probably blow it because of, uh, me being such a, uh, an, an airhead. Um, <laughs> but, uh, Martin Luther King is, uh, was, is, and was a great man. And I know he's now with the Lord. He says, the phrase I, I shared was, um, I have decided to stick with love. Hate is too great a burden to bear. And so, um, I, I just, I, I, I was moved by that, you know?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, um, uh, I think there's another one. I'm not. I'm going to probably blow it a little bit, but something like, "Darkness can't drive out darkness. Um, light only can do that." Something like that. Right. Um, hate doesn't drive out hate, and only love can do that. I'm right. kind of butchering it a little bit, but somebody can somebody can correct me on that later today. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but I, I just really like that because I think it's true. Because if you just if you're white and you hate people of color, or you're of color and you hate people that are white, it's not going to solve anything. Right. It's not going to fix anything. In fact, if that were true, you and I couldn't be friends. Right. And honestly, I, I love you, man. You're you're an awesome guy. You always <laughs> make you, you say I'm funny, man. But you you always make me smile. You always make you laugh. Um, but. Uh, <laughs> Anyway.
0: Yeah. No. You're good. You're on a roll, there. That was fine. Even, even with the mask on. I mean, we can't see each other smiling. We can just see it in our eyes. You yeah. Know? And all exactly. The t- and exactly. All the- yeah. It's it's good. It's yeah. A- like when I
1: when I walk into church and I always pretend I always walk on your side and then I I fake fall into you like oh excuse me I didn't see you sitting there.
0: Well, I, I never feel it. You know, you're such <laughs> a better- small guy. You know. <laughs>
1: Oh, man yeah hey i'm a I might be small, but I'm round
0: you been no I mean you've been you've been working out, I can tell so.
1: oh stop. no way man the only thing I've been working out was my fork my food
0: no, no, I appreciate all the things you're saying and uh, but but you know, I think at this time when there's a lot sure. of people hurting and a lot of people yep. confused, and right. you always wonder hey, I can go to the pastor, and maybe the pastor can direct me to see something, hear something, read something. If someone's coming to you now saying, hey, pastor, I don't know what to do. I know there's a problem, but I just, I'm not sure what to do. And if they're, I don't care if they're white or black or whatever, where would you direct them? What would you tell them to do?
1: Well, the first thing is it would depend on what the problem was. Um, If it was a person who's been harmed and they were trying to deal with that problem, I would encourage them highly, you know, get some counseling, talk to somebody that can help you work through things. Um, because what you don't want to do is it's kind of like, if you're, I don't know if you've ever done this, but a long time ago, I got my car stuck in the mud and I just couldn't get it. And the wheels were spinning and uh, I got behind it. My wife was in the, um, behind the wheel and I, I couldn't get the car out uh, of the mud. And a couple other people had to come and help me. And I guess my point is that sometimes if you've been hurt, you can't get out of the hurt because you get stuck in the mud. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so I would encourage anybody that's been harmed, whether, you know, whether it's a a person of color or a person, uh, a lady or a guy who's been harmed by people in the past. Don't, God does not desire us to live in anger, bitterness, and rage, but he desires us to not become bitter, but to get better. Mm. And to get better, you got to talk with people. And I think that sometimes talking to a pastor or counselor can help. And, um, that that'd be one thing I would encourage them to do. And the second thing is to um to pray. Um to to read God's word and to pray. To pray, um Jesus said, pray for those who persecute you. And uh doesn't mean you gotta um doesn't mean you gotta agree with them. Doesn't mean that, but you know what? They just need uh Jesus. sometimes people don't know that they're again, I'm not trying to justify anything somebody's done wrong, but sometimes they just don't even know they are doing anything wrong, that they're just they grew up in the the 40s or the 50s or the 60s or well, that's just the way it always has been. And, right. well, it doesn't always have to be that way. Right. So yeah. I would yeah. encourage them also to get into God's Word. In fact, to read scriptures like, I believe it's Galatians uh, 3, and uh, it, uh, I can't remember the verse, I think it's like 28, but it says, In Christ Jesus is neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male nor female. And I think, you you know, if, if Paul was here today, I think he would include black or white or Asian or Hispanic, you know? I, because Jesus loves everybody, you know, okay. and and I would encourage I would encourage anybody who's struggling, to uh, to talk with others, to, to pray. If you need help, get counseling, um, because God desires you to be whole. Um, he's made you spiritually whole through Jesus Christ and the blood he shed on the cross. But I, I really think he wants you to um, um, to become whole anyway. Mm-hmm. That, okay. that's what those are some of the things I would encourage uh, people to do. Um, especially for those who are that are hurting are you are, were you talking about if somebody themselves is hurting oh, or okay. they wanted to help people?
0: Well both. I mean go ahead and answer both if you oh, got okay. an answer.
1: Okay, sure. Yeah. Well if if they are um, I kind of already answered the one if you're hurting right what they should do You know if a if a, per, if a young person who was um, black who came up to me or um uh, Hispanic came up to me or or a kid who's biracial because I, I don't know what it would you know I don't know if that's hard for the kid who's biracial for example you know when he's with his white family or white uh, friends is it one way does he get a little bit of junk one way and then if he's with his um, um bi- uh, black friends or uh, African American friends is he is he or the other side of the family right. is he getting stuff that way that could be hard either way but I don't know if that's the case right um, and so I, I guess what I'd encourage people to do is to get, that, get the help that they need, um, but just don't sit there in anger. And also I would encourage people, avoid the voices that encourage you to embrace bitterness. Hmm. That, that, that I want you to get better because nobody wants to walk through this life at the end, just be angry. Right. I want you to have peace beyond understanding. And uh, to those who've been hurt um, as a pastor, I just want to let you know, any of those people out there that are listening to your podcast, if you've been hurt by, by anybody, I am truly, truly sorry um, for you, that you've been harmed, that you've been hurt, that people have been unkind to you, you know, whether it's a, a, a racial thing or a gender thing or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Um, I am so sorry that has occurred to you. And if you ever wanted to, um, if you contact Cleveland, I'll, I'll, um, I'll, call you, uh, I'll speak with you on the phone. I'll pray with you. We can exchange emails. We can go out for a pop. I just want you to know that Jesus loves you. And, um, I just don't want you to live, um, in that negative, um, that negative spirit, which comes uh, from the devil. But I don't want you to just, uh, one quick other thing. It was just hit me. I don't want you to sweep it under the rug either. Like, Oh, pretend it didn't happen. That's garbage. Anybody who says, Oh, get over it. They're wrong. That is absolutely wrong. Because when people wrong you, um, One of my heroes um, of uh, when I became a pastor was Reverend Dr. Randy Schrader. And he talked about when you do something wrong, you need to, um, there's regret, then there's repentance, meaning you turn around, you walk back toward the person, then there's apologizing. Hey, I'm sorry that, not just like, sorry, like, you know, when you tell your kids to apologize, one looks at the other one and goes, you know, just spits it out, sorry, and they're not really (laughs) sorry, but... (laughs) Right. <laughs> you know, you say like when you when you screw up to your wife, which I'm sure you do like every man does on you know <laughs> um <laughs> um so you, you, you don't just go sorry babe, you know, you say, Hey, I'm sorry that I you fill in the blank and mm-hmm. then what ends up happening is then there's the person on the other end then has the power to forgive. Right. And then and then reconciliation. And isn't reconciliation the goal? You yeah. know? And that's and that would be the goal. And uh, very briefly on the other side, if you're a person who just really wants to help and you want to be a helper, you want to be salve on an open wound, you want to be Jesus with skin on your face, no matter whether you're black, white, Asian, Hispanic, doesn't matter. If you want to do that, then then you need to listen to people. You need to hear their heart, because they need to feel comfortable with you. Be a person they can approach. Right. Have open ears, you know, and and I think that that, that can go a long way. Dialogue is important. Hmm.
0: There you go. Well, I told you, you're on a roll. I'm going to let you go. <laughs>
1: <That was laughs> sorry, bro. I'm no, sorry. No, no. I talk no. so much. I'm so sorry. No, that's
0: what I wanted. That's what I wanted. That's what the, the people okay. want to hear. They want to hear those things. So, okay, let me let me ask you this. During this sure. in this pandemic, when it hit, mm-hmm. okay, and, I mean, everyone's nervous at church. They're not sure. Should they show up? Should they be here? Yep. What, what did Concordia Church do? What steps did they take to make people comfortable, mm-hmm. plus to make sure we're safe? What did you do?
1: Um we said if there's because we didn't know how bad it was gonna be, when we finally were able to go up in uh, mid to late late May, mid late May, um we um just did a lot of research. We checked out everything. So we removed um we decided to project everything. All Bible verses, um the entire service at every service was gonna be projected. We took all the hymnals out of the um, church. We took even the Bibles out, but the Bible was projected. So for those of you who are going to go, oh my gosh, you got rid of the Bible. I didn't get rid of the Bible. Because <laughs> um, there might be one or two listening going, oh my gosh, the Lutheran Church got rid of the Bible. No, we didn't get rid of the Bible. Yeah. The physical, They could bring their own copy, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, if they want. Um, and so, so we got, got rid of those things in the pew. We also got rid of the pew pad, and uh, from a sign-in perspective, And then um, in addition, we said, you know what? Everybody touches the offering plate. So we just kind of put it at the front. Uh, We just don't collect an offering. It sits at the door. If people put in, they put in. If they don't, they don't. Mm -hmm. But uh, and then also we propped We've been propping open the doors to just they're wide open. No one's going to touch the door. We bought uh, hand sanitizing stations. Uh, We've told people you got to wear a mask um, from the moment you walk in to the moment you get to your seat. Once you sit down, if you're if you feel comfortable. You can take your mask off. In addition, we have X's in the sanctuary. Um, uh, we have two places where we do worship at Concordia. We have a big arena, and we make sure every family is like six feet apart. Different groupings of chairs everywhere, and then um, and then uh, we also in the sanctuary we put X's where people are not allowed to sit, so people will end up being six foot distant. Right. Um, when they come up for communion, uh, we we want them to wear their mask until they uh, get to us. We and then the pastors are wearing their mask and then um and then we uh lower the mass they, they lower the mass just so they can take communion they go back to their seats and then when they leave the church we do that as well and then between services we clean um and that to be honest with you have a few members of our congregation gotten COVID? yep but they didn't get it from us um because there would have been a, a whole bunch of people who would have gotten it but there have been a few people who've gotten it as most people know somebody right. uh who, who's gotten it and uh so every single person, praise the Lord, has gotten better. right? But uh, we try to take as many precautions as possible.
0: Right. So did you notice, was there a decline in numbers, or was there a rise in numbers of members joining or saying, hey, I'm going to stay at home? Was there any change?
1: That's a great question. Um, Yeah, we, we normally had, I would say, between 700, 725 uh, every weekend uh, in worship before COVID, and then What ended up happening was when COVID hit, when we we first came back, uh, when we first came back, the number was 400 people. And then now it's steadily risen. Now we're getting about 525, 540. And there are a bunch that just have said, Pastor, I don't feel comfortable. And I'm not one of those that goes, well, you need to get into church or Jesus doesn't love. No, no. (laughs) You know, isn't that
0: (laughs) that what you told me? (laughs)
1: <laughs> no, just just you, Cleveland. Just oh, kidding. Okay. Just Because <laughs> I, I, I definitely
0: <laughs> need <mean> Jesus. Okay.
1: <laughs> so. I know you, you got Jesus. It's so obvious, my brother. Oh man. I. <laughs> yeah, you. <laughs> oh.
0: See, we're gonna get. We're gonna get going. We're gonna get off track. You and I. <laughs> I know. I. I.
1: I gotta stop myself. I would get go sideways, which is normal. Yeah. Um, but, but uh, anyway. <laughs> So, but there are some people that have said, Pastor, I don't feel comfortable, but I really want to take communion. So right. Pastor Peter and I will do private communion for people, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and people really appreciate that. Um, I've actually done communion. I've gone to their house. I've stayed on their porch, some of them, right. and worn a mask the whole time. I've, a few people would have said, please come into my house. And I said, well, I'll do it as long as I wear my mask. Right. And so I stay for like, 50, so then I just kind of stay for 15 minutes, kind of a thing, right. keeping it keeping it short. But uh, that those are the kinds of things that we do.
0: Okay. So. But well, uh, as, yeah, I just wondered how all that was affecting the church, and but I can say from from my family what we've noticed, mm-hmm. and uh, okay, yeah, I'd love to hear. Yeah, what we've noticed during that time and watching you online and watching it on uh, sitting in our on our sofa, watching the, mm-hmm. you guys, what I've noticed is a difference in the two you and Pastor Peter, a oh, di- okay. especially Pastor Peter. He has almost okay. grown into a whole different person. He's almost grown into oh, wow. where its he's more confident. He, he's, wow, that's great. And it's like, holy cow, something happened during that time when you guys were off and you oh. had to stand there and talk in front of just a camera, and there wasn't people mm-hmm. out in an audience uh, you were speaking to. Yep. The two of you made a change, and I, I can't even put my oh, finger wow. on it, but you can feel a difference in the both of you. I mean, you always had that, that – uh, the sermons where it was fiery, and you had us on our, on the <laughs> edge of our seat the entire time, keeping us on every word you were saying. And that's always been you. I mean, that's the thing that I've always enjoyed about you. And then now Pastor Thanks Peter, buddy. he has come mm-hmm. around in a way that he's like, hey, I know what I'm doing now. <laughs> and yeah. not that he well, didn't good. know I'm before. I'm glad. Yeah, it's not that he no, didn't. No, I know what you meant. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like, wait, he's turned he's, into a whole different guy. And uh, I give him the thumbs is, I'll up. I'll say something. He's a hero.
1: Good. <laughs> He was kind of a hero throughout this because uh, uh, he's our—he t- he knows technology. I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm 57. Ah. You know, some 57s are sharp. He—he uh, he actually is the one that got the cameras up. He uploaded the mm-hmm. stuff. Um, I mean, I learned from him how to do it. God forbid that he would have gotten it, but right. I need had to learn from him how to do that. But he was here doing all that stuff, and and he just really did a great job. In fact, he was doing different camera angles, and you know, how do we want to do this to make it better for the people? And. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, you, you, you go with that, brother. You just yeah. go, you go, you go with that. And that, that was great. Well, he, and, uh, yeah, he's walking so.
0: with a little bit more of a pep in his step now. <laughs> I'm telling you that. <laughs> awesome. I like that pep <laughs> yeah. in his step. Yeah. And, uh, but he's doing a hey, great dude, job. A, he's doing a great job. Yeah. I, I mean, I give him a thumbs good. up Glad when I walk that. out of there and I go, Hey man, that was good. That was a good sermon. You awesome. <laughs> so, I'll, I'll pass that along to him. Yeah. yeah. He's, he does a great. you both of you do a great job and, and the, both of you yeah. are so opposite each other. And, and, uh, it, you you yeah. just got to come to Concordia and see it. That's what it come see for yourself is what <laughs> I can say on that one. Okay, let me let me ask. Kind. Yeah, let me ask you this. Sure. Um, if uh, Jesus was here today and mm-hmm. all this stuff was going on, do you believe he would have went down to the protest?
1: Um, yeah, actually, I think he might have. I really do. I think that I, I think there's a, a definite possibility Jesus would have. Uh, gone down to the protest I, I where i think jesus would have drawn a line mm-hmm. is uh i i think he would have obeyed um because jesus said you know render unto caesar what is caesar render unto god what is god if if, if caesar tells you get out of the street you get out of the street right you right. know if and if uh, uh if trying to overthrow or break somebody else's things i, I can't see jesus throwing um rocks through windows or um you know, throwing things at police officers or something like that. But to stand up against authority, um, he might do it, although somebody might argue the opposite side and they might say, I did not come to have a kingdom here. Um, does that make sense? Oh, and yeah, so yeah. not um so I could see Jesus going either way because it's not about a kingdom here. Although if it's about being kind to one another, mm-hmm. Jesus definitely would have stood up and told people to be kind to one another. In fact I love the fact that Jesus um, in the Bible, Jesus talked about the—he uh, took care of the individual. He loved the individual, like Zacchaeus, the little guy. Right. He loved the, the 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 prostitute. He took care of her. So he, lo- he took notice of the individual and those that were downtrodden, because women in the Bible days were uh, second-class citizens. And he always kind of—especially when they were going to kill her, he stood up for her and uh, so i always love that about uh, about jesus but to to walk uh with people who were hurting i could see jesus uh going down there mm-hmm. um but um uh, <clears throat> i'm not sure jesus would be uh i i just don't see jesus being militant i see jesus being strong i see him being powerful uh meaning like he's not going to be shaken some people get um nervous or, or or weirded out by that stuff um but when crowds gathered against him he never backed down. I, I admire that so much about our Lord. He says, right, you know, because right, for Jesus, right was right, you know, and wrong right. was wrong right. regardless.
0: Right. So, so let, me, let me ask you this. Sure. If mm-hmm. in your church there would have been a group of people mm-hmm. that said, hey, we would like to get some of mm-hmm. us together just to go down and show our support during the protest. Mm-hmm. We're not down there when, you know, we're there for the protest. We're not there for the tear gas and <laughs> everything else that came along and yeah. like breaking sure. windows. yeah would you have supported mm-hmm. that
1: yeah I, I would have had no problem with that there were there were members of my congregation um that that went down there i have no problem with people saying you know what we want uh we want justice and or we want peace um there's, there's nothing uh wrong with that um in fact to be honest with you um at, at one point i i considered it the only problem i uh had with me uh going down there um at one point was I said, if somebody finds out I'm a pastor, I, I believe the news media would have um, manipulated it or used uh, me for their agenda. And I don't I don't want my what I do for a living uh, to be manipulated for somebody's somebody else's agenda. Does that make sense?
0: Oh yeah, yeah, I'm hearing um,
1: you. Yeah, because it yeah then and, and that's and that's what bothers me. I just don't want to be I don't want like I wouldn't want you to be ma- manipulated for an agenda. Um, I just want people getting manipulated by uh, the news media or manipulated by um, what they see online and things like that. I I want people to seek God's word, seek God's will, and to receive his good gifts and then to go out into society and and live love Um, and and to care care about people, to genuinely um, care about others. And if you see somebody that's hurting, you need to... Um, instead of saying the government, we had, we had a guy who kind of the way I'll I'll give you a quick example. Um, I know you're running out of time, so I'll make it quick, but there's this guy. No, I'm not
0: running out of um, time. You keep going. Oh,
1: okay, cool. Okay. So we had this guy, this guy walked up to our um, church and it was, we have a school, as I I mentioned earlier. And so he was a African-American young man and uh, he knocked on the door and, and uh, so sometimes Concordia has people kind of walk up and say, Hey, can you, do you have money? Well, he was a young man from illinois and uh, he somehow lost his job um through no fault of his own and and uh, he sat down i sat down with him and listened to his story and i talked to him and prayed with him and i just felt compelled to to be a man of compassion and our church wanted to be uh, a, a church of compassion so i got our care minister and you know we we helped him um because he just he, was, he goes i don't want he goes i don't want you just to give me money he goes i'm i don't want a handout i i just I just need some help. And he goes, do you have work to do? Well, we didn't have any work for him to do, but we ended up and he just needed a nicer coat. So we gave, we had a coat, a nice coat. He got that coat. Um, We ended up uh, hooking him up with a person who offered him a job because he was looking for a job. So we got a job and we, he needed a couple of things because he had only the clothes on his back. And so we gave him a little something. Now we don't do that all the time because Mm -hmm. um, we just don't have that kind of, we don't have those kinds of resources, but uh, we just kind of reached out and i think that um i think that the, the the big approach is good on one hand but i think the i'm kind of a big believer of like walk my faith live my faith be my faith you know just to 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 do those things to to be jesus so look for opportunities to be kind mm-hmm. look for opportunity individual opportunities um um look look for opportunities to do those things so right. those are the things i would i uh, guess i'd say
0: right right yep that's that's good appreciate that now you have law enforcement in your congregation there are several individuals, mm-hmm. even some retired ones um yep, and you I also do. have law enforcement in your family right
1: I do I have a brother yep yep mm-hmm.
0: Were any of the law enforcement officers or people coming up to you during this whole George Floyd thing, or even your brother contacting you, asking for direction or opinion at all?
1: Um, let me think just for a second. Um, um, they they were asking me my thoughts. I think it's more because as a, as a pastor, what do I think? Um, <clears throat> um, <laughs> now you were a former officer, correct?
0: Right. Right.
1: <laughs> How often do you ask for advice, there, Cleveland? <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Okay, no, that was good. Okay. Sorry, man. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, but you know, uh, I, I think that a lot of times they would want to uh, vent. In fact, mo- uh, every officer of which I'm aware, literally had not one problem with, with protesters. Like, um, they, they did, every officer with whom I spoke, they had no problem with the people protesting. It's when they started. Um, getting violent right. and they started to impede traffic things like that that's when they started to in fact uh um one officer told me that there was um um i don't know if it's TAC, it's called TAC or something like that i'm not 100 percent sure but basically there's an african-american um officer he's wearing the big dark black shield you know you right. can't even really see his face right and apparently he's just huge and some guy just some um this uh this millennial white dude comes walking up and like try didn't know he was um african american guest but six eight and uh tried to like punch him right in the face you know or like right in the helmet right and it was it was and, and and nobody could believe um that 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 would occur and and what the heck is that about what does that do in fact if you're saying like you know people of color uh, um black people's lives matter you know and then you you just so you're a white guy you just struck a uh, an African American cop how, how does this how does this work right mm-hmm, right so so but uh, and so what they were saying is until things kind of stepped over the line they were cool right. I mean oh, they yeah. they thought that's great in fact from what I understand if you correct you've been in Fort Wayne your whole life I was told that in actuality for in Fort Wayne in general in general terms there's been some um, stuff in the past but. Um, overall, in general terms, the African American community and uh, the the police officers, the police department, in general terms, didn't have like a horrible re- um, relationship. Like in some cities, right. like I know Cleveland, it can be pretty rough. And like Detroit or Chicago, it can be a little rough. But I, I've always been told that Fort Wayne and the African American community uh, typically get along quite
0: well. is, yes. that, is that true? I'm going to say that's, mean, I'm going to say that's true. Are, are there little uh, problems here and there? Yes. But overall, I think yeah. they do get along really well.
1: Yeah, I like that. In fact, I think that, in fact, I think I met an African-American pastor. And I can't remember his name. Really good guy. And I met him, <laughs> I met him in a gun shop. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not even joking. And uh, we started talking. I didn't know he was a pastor. He didn't know I was a pastor. Right. And, uh, and uh, and and we had, it was really cool. We prayed right there in the gun shop, <laughs> um, and uh, we prayed for our, for our country and we prayed for people of color. And and it, w- it was really neat. It was a really neat time. Um, and and what was what was going on was that we, he and I were, were talking about like Fort Wayne, and he had said that the police when things started going south, or just prior, the police uh, asked him and a few other ones, a few other African American pastors. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, advice and actually ask them to come down when things started to go sideways because they would have some influence of any of the kids that would be members or people that were part of their churches and things like that. So I thought that was kind of a, mm-hmm. a neat thing that they were able to work with um, law enforcement. Hmm.
0: Yeah, they do. And I mean, I did all the time I did on the police department, Retire from the police department, and yeah. um, yeah, I've got tons of stories, but uh, that's not the point right now. But hey, uh, what kind of gun did you get?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gen uh, Gen Five Glock nineteen.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that's that that's that that uh, bulge I see Cause under your of coat. My, cause,
1: cause of, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I do not take it to church. I do not take it to church. No, no, no. Um, uh, I'm a lefty, and so I had to get the Gen Five because you can do, right. you, you can get reversed it. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, so. I know,
0: I know exactly. Yeah. what you're saying. I'm just, yeah. I'm just messing with you. you didn't even, yeah, that's you know. really
1: funny because I wasn't gonna tell you I got one, but
0: yeah, I, I did get one. <laughs> I was gonna say you didn't have to answer that. You could have just let me just hang in that's the wind okay. on that one. No, <laughs> I, but
1: but but I like.
0: But I like my Glock. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Glock is a good gun. It's a good gun. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I think, again, with everything that's going Mm -hmm. on, with what we're seeing, with what people Mm -hmm. are saying is is the biggest problems. I mean, we've got the pandemic going on. We have injustice going on. We have an election coming up here. And people Mm -hmm. are just wondering what in the world is going to go on. What can you tell Mm -hmm. us? What can you tell the listeners Mm -hmm. to give us peace? We need, people need yeah. peace right now. And I, I want you right. to go ahead and, and give that, and then, if you would, can you give us a prayer?
1: Right. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, first of all, I just want to say from an election perspective, I would just say to, all of, to everybody, whether you're on the right or on the left, I really mean this from the bottom of my heart, regardless regardless of who is president, we as Christians need to remember that Jesus is king. And it is wonderful that he is not up for re-election. You will never be up for re-election, and that's a good thing. And I, I just want you to know that um, heaven is our home. While I love Fort Wayne and wherever you're living and listening to, um, you know, Cleveland's podcast, wherever you are, and you must love, you probably love your house, you love your home, you love your town, heaven is our home. And we've got to keep our eye on the prize, and our prize is being with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That truly is what, what, what's important. Now, as it pertains to how we get along while we 're here, um, when Adam and Eve came along and uh, messed things up for all of us, in fact, we would have messed it up because we keep sinning ourselves um, there was there was harmony with God and there was harmony with others at that time and then when the fall happened, now there 's disharmony we look we have a tendency to look at the outside, and I would just encourage all of us to be um, like Jesus to um, to love people. In fact, there's a great Christian song out right, right now that goes, talks about love God, love people. Yep, and people might be cruel, people might be mean, but Jesus loved them anyway. And if somebody, if you've been wronged and somebody apologizes, don't hold the grudge. Don't hold the grudge. Jesus said, oh, forgive them 70 times 7. I, I implore you, brothers and sisters, that it would be listening to this. Love one another, forgive one another, care for one another, because you know what? All of us are God's children. God desires all to come to the knowledge of the truth. Jesus loves every single one of you. And um, he wants nothing more than you to have his peace. Now, peace doesn't mean just an absence of war, but peace means um, just uh, contentment with God. And I want you to be content wherever you are. And I pray that if you're going through a rough time right now that you've been hurt, that God would meet your need. And if if you're a person who is in a good spot right now, if you're in a good spot right now, I would encourage you to listen to others, that you be, you be Jesus with skin on your face, and you just love him up, man. You just, you just do what God calls you to be. You want to be an ambassador for God, be an ambassador for God. Um, those are the things I want to uh, share with you guys, and just continue to get into God's word, because if you want God's word, if you want peace, it's going to come through God, and it's going to come through his holy word and his one and only son, Jesus. So that's about it uh-huh. there, Cleveland. I'm just going to close in prayer, if that's okay.
0: You go right ahead.
1: Thank you. Father God, I just come into your glorious presence, and I just thank you for my brother, Cleveland. What a joy it is to laugh and joke with him. Got such a great sense of humor, O oh Lord. You made him in your image to to serve you in this way with his podcast. We've, we thank you for all the people that are listening. I ask, O oh Lord, that you be with anyone out there who has been hurt whether they're black or whether they're white or whether they're Asian or Hispanic, whatever they may be. And if they've suffered injustice, I pray, O Lord, that you would give them your peace, that you would give them your joy. And O Lord, I pray that you'd wipe away their tears, that you would help them to know that you are with them every step of the way. Help them also to know that um, you'll never leave them nor forsake them. We ask, O Lord, that today we would be ministers of your peace, that when we walk and do our things, we would have joy in our hearts. And Lord, for those of us who feel like we're doing okay in our hearts and in our minds may we be Jesus with skin on our face looking for opportunities to do good to uh, always pay it forward the blood and what you did on the cross help us to love and care and share and be there for one another oh Lord help each of us this day to live your way to love your way to care your way and we pray it all in Jesus name amen
0: amen amen thank you very much Pastor Doug Croucher From Concordia yep. Lutheran yep. Church and School, a.k.a. my man. <laughs> my <telling> man. <laughs> I appreciate it, Pastor. Do I love that. you. I love you. Yep. Yep. Deep in my heart, I love you love for you, everything buddy. you have done for me and my family and that you continue to do for me. Uh, thanks for being mm-hmm. there. And, uh, folks, I do appreciate you listening in, and hopefully you got something out of today's podcast. If you have any questions or comments, you know how to get in touch with us. Thank you, Doug. Oh, Pastor Doug! Look at I—I didn't really got lazy. Uh, now. No worries.
1: Hey, hey, you're, I'm Doug, brother. Hey, you can call me by. Hey, it's okay. You can call me by my first name. That's you know what? I was not born Pastor Doug. I was not born Pastor Doug. You know.
0: Boy, I really <laughs> slipped on that one, didn't I?
1: You did not slip at all. You do not. Listen, I am not one of the. I, uh,
0: I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> you're man.
1: you're a good man. I appreciate you. All right. Hey,
0: thanks a lot. Hey, tell your daughter she can relax yep. now. Okay. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I will. I will. Right. Hey, thanks <laughs> you a lot. Take care, Thank, brother.
0: Thanks, yep. Pastor Doug. Bye. Yeah, bye-bye. Thanks again for hanging out with us. Remember, you can always go to policepodtalk at gmail.com or check us out on Facebook at Cleveland Jr. or Police Pod Talk. Thanks again. We'll see you next week.